for me, the simplest thing, like when it comes to my human design is working with self and not self theme, like in terms of using those as sort of like guardrails for my life. Welcome to the Level Up with Katie B podcast. If you've ever wished you could get a glimpse inside the minds and lives of women who are masters at creating abundant and fulfilling lives, and you're ready to learn the secrets behind unlocking that in your own life, you're in the right place. Each episode, I and a series of guests uncover the secrets behind creating the life you can't stop fantasizing about. I'm Katie B, human design coach, airline pilot, CEO and crazy cat lady, and I am so happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Today's episode is an absolute ripper. I am chatting with Tina Ryan, who is a change facilitator coach who supports women through major life transitions. She helps them navigate life's challenges and come out the other side thriving rather than surviving. For the human design lovers out there, Tina is a sacral manifesting generator with a 4-6 profile and a shit ton of activation in her spleen, which is the home of intuition. In this episode, Tina shares some awesome insights into how she works with and relates to her human design and her story about finding her way in business and as a coach. As always, there are beautiful human design gold nuggets of insight sprinkled throughout the entire episode. If you don't already know your human design or maybe you've lost your chart, go ahead and download your chart from the show notes. Settle in for a delicious episode. Welcome, Tina, to the Level Up with KDB podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here, partly because you're just an incredible human, but partly because you actually have got quite a lot of experience with your human design. So hearing your human design insights, you know that shit lights me up. So I'm super chuffed to be able to have a yarn with you and find out how you work with it. So yeah, welcome. Hi, (laughs) thank you for having me. It's great to be here and it's always it's always such fun when the two of us get together. I enjoy the golden nuggets I normally walk away with after having a conversation with you. I think it was only, what, six weeks ago or something we were having a conversation and, you know, the reframing of what I call myself in my business I think came from the conversation that you and I had because I don't know whether you find it but Anytime you mention to anybody in the business world that you're a coach, they kind of like they scowl and their head all goes all, you know, mucked up and they go, oh, bloody coaches, you know. So when you utilise something different, then people go, hmm, what does that mean? Can you tell me more about that? So I think that's that's made a bit of a quite a radical difference for me in terms of how I relate and it's also part of, my human design I know that when I I worked with someone previously and they said that with one of my gates and channels I think it was that I'm designed to act as a catalyst Mm -hmm. so that as she puts it she talks in our language which I really really like she said you're here to shake shit up teen so just get with the program and um you know be comfortable 
in that that you're you know you put a different lens on the crap that people are going through and show them that change is not as fucking hard as everybody makes it out to be you know just sometimes even the smallest stuff is really tricky for people to do on their own I think it's that accountability piece in going oh, just have one more chocolate biscuit or, oh, skip leg day to day or, you know, whatever it happens to be. I think if you've got that person that is going, so tell me about your week, what have you done? Yeah. And you go, oh, you know, it's either going to make people do it or they're going to go, oh, no, I I really don't want to coach anymore because you just, you don't want to move through all the muck to get out to the other side. Yeah. When you reference the gate that uh, a previous human design reader (laughs) mentioned to you, like you're here to shake shit up, in my Level Up with KDB explanations of the human design gates, I called called that gate the catalyst for change. So I, I assume that what gate she was talking about was gate 55. And I also love to relate the gates to tarot cards because, as you know, I'm a tarot therapist. Yes. And um, trained by Marina Lovas. And um, she really helped me understand how the archetypal patterns of behavior that come out in the tarot. As soon as I started learning human design, I could totally associate them to the gates in our human design charts. Mm. And the tower is like the disruption. It is that force that breaks shit down, clears the ground, clears the ground so that you can build something stronger on top. So, yeah. But there's nothing to say that you have to have these god-awful spiritual smackdowns where you you know you're down on in front of your fridge and this is speaking from experience rocking in the fetal position going what the fuck is going on with my life Mm -hmm. you know like this is not what I envisioned for myself we want to be in a space where people fall to a knee or they trip or you know they're not sinking so low and thinking that there's no way to climb back out 100% again 100% I wrote a blog post way back like probably two years ago and the title was you don't have to burn down before you rise from the ashes like you don't have to you don't have to crumble in a heap like the tower that energy is uh often comes as a person energetically it comes as a person that can say something that sparks people into change which I think is what you were talking about but I totally agree with you I hear a lot of talk about progress happening through the dark night of the soul and whilst Mm -hmm. I know that that is totally a journey that a lot of healers coaches spiritual entrepreneurs go through or just humans in general go through yeah. I actually don't relate to that. And and I think maybe there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, well, fuck, I haven't had a dark night of the soul. Does that mean I cannot be effective in my coaching practice? Well, fuck no, that's not the case because we all have challenges. How we relate yeah. to those challenges are a little bit different. And depending on, you know, the resources you had at the time that you were going through, any sort of major change and transformation, the support that you had, your own internal compass and your own connection to source spirit, your own inner resources, it's going to affect that process a lot differently. So you do not have to have had some major cataclysmic drama in your life to enable you to be a good coach. <laughs> well, no, I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I think good coaches come with 
lots of different life experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that it's not only professional experience, it's personal experience, it's lived experience, it's, you know, taking information from lots of different sources and being able to meld it into their own style and their own ability to to help people. But it's I think it's about teaching people to be able to hold the weight of whatever challenge it is that you're going through, whether it's problems with kids or your partner or your business, it's being able to hold that weight and knowing that you're going to be, you can still find the joy while holding the weight. You know, you can still find that you can have a laugh and there's still happy times whilst you're holding things that are challenging. Oh, we don't, I love that. Mm. We don't want people to drop their bundles and drop the weight. You can hold the weight. But as you grow and develop as a human, as an entrepreneur, you know, as a partner, all sorts of stuff, the weight just changes, like the weight distribution changes or the amount that you're holding or the, you know, the amount of people that you're holding space for changes. But it still doesn't mean that you can't be joyous and happy at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's really important for anyone at any stage of their life. And for me, I'm always thinking about women in business because that's who I work with. But you do not have to be in a place of everything's fucking rainbows and lollipops. I'm so high vibe. You don't have to be in that space in order to Mm. receive. You do not have Mm. to be in that space in order to create a successful business. What you do need is structures that support you in holding those things, right? Like, yes, I can be a fucking hot mess screaming at my husband if I need to and still be successful in my business. The key is how do you find the balance? How do you ease the tension? How do you, what are you doing to support yourself through those different aspects of you? Because you're a fucking multidimensional human. You cannot be high vibe and zen AF 24-7 and it's okay that that's the case and you will still receive even when you're in that space. Yeah, and I think if people look at themselves like you would look at a diamond, like every time you look at it, there's a different facet, there's a different side, there's, you know, light coming in in a different way, doesn't matter how you turn it and shape it, it's still the same. Totally. But the point of view is different. Like the way in which you look at it is different. The way in which you hold it is different. So I think if we start to view ourselves as being more than one thing we can be more than one thing at a time like you say and still Mm. have shitty time with your husband but be fucking rocking it in business or you know you're having a really lull time in your business but your relationships are on fire and it's like well how how can I get some of that energy to transfer back in yeah I mean, the reality is that we've got every single one of us has got multiple timelines running at exactly the same time. We've got our business timelines. We've got our career timelines. We've got our parenting timelines, our relationship timelines, our external sort of entertainment and hobbies timelines. All those timelines have got different facets of you that are infused into them. And even on each of those individual timelines, you are expressing all those different parts of you, that different angle of diamond, like you said, Mm. you're expressing each of them inside those different facets of your life. Like we are such multifaceted humans. And if you can't 
allow yourself to be that and express yourself through that and revel in the fucking bliss of it, then what's the point, right? Like, <laughs> that'd be boring. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I have learnt that by expressing myself better and showing up for myself, like that has been my biggest struggle overall is the showing up part and consistently yeah. mm-hmm. showing up. It's just like, well, everybody should fucking know what I do. And it's like, well, dumbass, no, they don't. If you don't tell them, like if you're not prepared to stand up and be your own lead singer in your own band, no one else is going to do it for you. But when you've consistently occupied a space of being the wingman, when you've always been goose to the maverick, you know, like in terms of they're the roles that I have consistently chosen along my path and now I'm... Now I'm the one driving the plane and it's like, oh, this feels really freaking uncomfortable, but I'm endeavouring to lean in and show up every yeah. day. Yeah, well, do you know what? You're not alone. Almost all of my clients that come to me have say that same thing. Like I don't know or I'm so afraid to be seen as who I am in my business. I'm scared to, I'm scared to share my gifts is essentially what it comes down to. And yeah. so. I have a feeling that human design has been quite a big part of your journey to feeling safe and confident in your purpose and safe to express it. Is that correct? Well, look, I I was introduced to it probably, I don't know, maybe about three and a half years ago through another like online coaching program that I was doing. And then all of a sudden it was just like all of these things just started to slot into place that made a great deal of sense for me but the more I look at it now it's finding the right avenue in which to share my message where I I find them you know it's the most comfortable for me to do that and it's more in this space like in terms of you know talking on a podcast or you know being invited to speak in front of a group of people writing books those sorts of things is is how I'm finding it easier to share my message than necessarily turning a live on on Facebook and going, hey, everybody, you know, like that to me, it just, I don't know, I, I've just really struggled with the whole social media thing. But if, you know, someone says, hey, do you want to, you know, dial up and have a chat? I'm like, yes, bring yeah. it on. Yeah. So I just want to confirm because I know I when we talked a while ago, I had the wrong birth date for you, but you're a 4-6 man, Jen, aren't you? Correct. Yeah. So that um, 4 in your profile, hey, that, you know, our um, I'm a 2-4. And so community and strong, the key word being strong relationships for our that 4 in both of our profiles is really important to us. Yes. Networking, um, being in front of a live audience like that, it isn't giving you essentially the ability to form that deep connection that you really thrive with and probably crave. Am I right? Do you crave yeah, that yeah. sort of oh, deep? Well, like, I, I don't like having surface level question, yep. you know, questions and answers with people like I literally want to dive down the rabbit hole and understand people at their core and I think unfortunately for most it makes people very uncomfortable unless they're ready to say yeah I want to have so you you are I think you're mindful in the terms of the types of questions that you ask people to see if there's a level of comfort or discomfort when you start asking those types of questions before 
you dive fully into being <laughs> being your true self i think with you know potential potential clients or people that you meet in in networking it's just like oh you know i just wait for that sacral response i think 9 times out of 10 for me and just going yep this is the right way to keep going yep this is the right way to keep going and i just try and eliminate the thought process out of it as much as humanly possible yeah i mean that's so beautiful that you have that connection to your sacral response because it is very much as you describe it like turning off the sort of thought process dropping out of your head and back into your body that's essentially what human design is guiding us all towards is our body wisdom I love that you're embracing that and when you speak about almost easing people into your your questions and your conversations I mean, essentially, that's just building rapport with your clients. And But what I think you might possibly experience where your human design might come into that is that as a manifesting generator, you're, you know, you do have some of that trailblazer kind of, you know, the the word that people use all the time, polarizing energy that manifestors have. And that polarizing energy is very specific because it's supposed to weed out the people that are not meant for you, not meant to be joining you on your journey, not meant to be supporting you, not meant to be getting on your train. Yeah. And so finding your authentic voice is so fucking important as a manifestor or a manifesting generator because that is literally how you're sieving out the people that are that want to come and work with you. The most energetically correct relationships will come the more you feel brave sharing your authentic voice. Two two things that you've mentioned is that like finding your authentic voice and building really authentic connections has been pivotal for you as you start growing into your business. And do you think that as you do that, you're, do you feel like you're kind of gaining momentum as in like, as you learn to embody your Mangen energy, as you learn to embody the different parts of your energetic blueprint, that's helping you put one foot in front of the other with trust and then also expand into the space because you feel more confident that you're taking up the right space? Yeah, well, it's almost like understanding that um, someone else explained Mangen energy to me as too much, too muchness like embracing that bigger-than-life energy that I've always shrunk Mm. to play the wingman to the other person, you know, like in terms of being the the literal supporter of other people's businesses but not getting that same reciprocal energy coming back to me and mine. Like I could tell you everything about everybody you know all the friends that had businesses what they did how they went about doing it all the rest of it but there was never that reciprocal energy because I would never stand up and utilize and say hey this is what I do Mm -hmm. you know and now that I'm finding that there's more comfort in going well and so I am and I've got nothing to fucking lose and everything to gain so getting more comfortable with speaking the truth this is what I do this is how I go about doing it and then finding that people are going oh well can you tell me more about it you know rather than it necessarily being it falling like flat and there's crickets and you're going well sure I'm being authentic (laughs) I meant to be sharing with people but um I think that's really important for people to hear as well is that 
none of us are designed to go from zero to a hundred, whether it be on our business journey or our human design journey. And it's almost like you take the first step, you know, whether it be understanding your energy type and understanding that, you know, for you as a manifesting generator, you are a hybrid of two really beautiful energies. You tend to have quick energy, multifaceted. You're a sacral being because your strategy, uh, your authority, sorry, is sacral. Starting to like dip your toe into that. And then once you you dip your toe in, dip it in, but be committed to that dip as in really let yourself feel how that feels to you. Really let yourself experience what it looks like for you when you do that. What are the results when you do that? And then you can take the next step. You don't have to go from, oh, I'm the supporter of other people's businesses as you describe it to like, now I am, you know, the multi-million dollar Tina Ryan, yeah, you know, Queen of All. <laughs> yeah, there is there is steps in between, and yeah. let yourself enjoy that journey. I think that's really important for people to hear because so many of us think like, oh, I just have to be braver, I just have to be stronger, and go balls to the wall. But you know, that, that to does- me just sounds like hustle energy, you know. And I'm not good with the hustle and the grind and the push. It's it's taken a very long time to understand that embracing your feminine energy and being in receivership and knowing that you're doing strategic steps and then allowing yourself to be in a space of receivership for those things to come flowing in. Like every time I think about dipping my toe in the water, I think about friend Amanda (laughs) just getting in the cold water all the time and just going, something beautiful is going to come out of it. It might not feel beautiful at the moment, but I I'm dedicated to the end goal. I'm dedicated to the vision of what I hold for myself, for my business, for my family, all of those sorts of things. So I just need to put my togs on and jump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the reality is that you, um, when you try to that hustle that you speak of, when you try and just keep pushing and hustling and going harder and going faster, you're not really giving your nervous system a chance to catch up. You're you're pushing your nervous system to its limits without giving it the gentle love and kindness that it needs to actually stretch to hold the growth that you want. You're just going like, nah, man, fucking do it. And like, sorry, but we're not robots. We're not algorithms. That's not how we work. It's not how we're designed to work. So having that another layer of that is being very clear on when you are in your growth zone or whether you are out of alignment right do you find you know because that whole idea of you know Amanda Ewan and her jumping into the water cold water every morning in the middle of Perth's icy icy winters it's not a sexy thought for most of us but it really is no but she knows that that's her growth zone she knows that that's in alignment for her because she spent so much time getting to know her her human design her different aspects of herself you know she's been on a huge personal and professional development journey and so this is just one example of how uh, you know it's really important to get clear on that distinction I think otherwise you can just fucking push yourself so hard that you just end up like crumbled and questioning whether what you're doing is even worth it yeah and I think for me the simplest thing like when it comes to my human design is working with self and not self theme like in terms of using those as sort of like guardrails 
for my life in terms of when things feel good, I feel really satisfied and happy and I'm like a cat sitting on a window in the sunshine and I'm purring and life is just humming beautifully or on the very far side, I'm extremely frustrated and I know the minute that word comes out my mouth, something's not quite right. And nine times out of ten, it's me not putting myself first. It's me jumping back into those old habits of going, oh, no, well, I've got to do this for the kids and, oh, no, I've got to do this for my partner and, oh, no, I've got to take the dogs for a walk and, you know, I've got to do all of those sorts of things first before I, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're at a point and stage in your life where if you put yourself first, then everything else will slot in after that. Yeah. I love the way that you describe the not self theme and the signature theme of your human design is guardrails. That is just so descriptive and such like a perfect description of how it's designed for you to know exactly when you're in alignment or not, right? And don't you think that that is just so fucking empowering when you've got two really simple tools that as long as you, if all you did was take time to really get connected to that, like you have, then it takes a guesswork out of knowing whether you're in alignment or not. I I think that's just so It's just that real juicy feeling, you know, Mm. like when you're in that satisfied space and it's like, oh, this feels really good or, you know, your body starts to tingle and, you know, it's it's warm and it's comfortable, you know, there's a level of comfort and there's a level of ease and there's flow that comes from it. And the minute there's frustration, you feel like you're belting your head up against a brick wall all the time. And it's like, well, can I just find the edge of the wall and walk around it rather than try and force my way through it? Or is there a ladder or is there a door or is there a window I can climb through? Just something to go or to seriously look at the block and go, who's putting it there? Is it nine times out of ten, it's me. You know, I'm I'm the one utilizing, you know words or excuses or you know any of that sort of stuff in terms of going well I want to do it but you know it just feels very uncomfortable I think it's getting comfortable with leaning into the discomfort yeah so you've obviously got you use some really beautiful descriptive words to describe your signature theme of satisfaction and and also your not self. And I think that's really important for everyone to remember as well, that our, even though as a manifesting generator, you have the signature theme of satisfaction and peace, just like every other manifesting generator, that mm. does not mean that it shows up exactly the same way for every manifesting generator. The way you described being a cat in the sun purring, I was like, oh yeah, that is that, that gentle sort of, yeah. Anyway, I relate to that and I think you put some really beautiful language to it, but I I love for everyone to go on their own journey of understanding exactly how it shows up in their own body. And yeah, so beautiful. So human design is Mm. essentially about body wisdom. So listening, learning to listen to the communication you have with source and how that speaks through you as well as your own divine guidance. Now, I know that you are also a big part of your work is intuitive 
connection, intuitive language, learning to listen to your intuition. Yeah. And so how did that journey start for you? And was human design already part of it or did they kind of, did the world meet? No, I think as a kid, I was pretty intuitive with with people being able to read stuff in a room and that sort of thing and had a couple of childhood experiences where I went, oh, fucking intuition, you're a bitch. You didn't save me from any of that. So I'm just going to tuck you in a box and shove you in the back of the cupboard and you can just shut the hell up because I'm not going to fucking listen to you. And all of a sudden then turn into this massive control freak. Who wants to then, you know, know exactly where I'm going, exactly what I'm doing, who I'm spending time with, how long I'm going to be there, you know, just completely out of alignment with the type of person that I'm meant to be, where I'm meant to be in flow. But as I went through my 20s and my marriage, you know, I would pick up on people that we were doing business with and knowing when my husband was lying to me and I would just go, no, he couldn't be lying to me. And then it would come up later on going, yeah, he actually was, you know, not being completely honest. But I think it was more so once I had stepped away from my marriage that I really spent time (laughs) welcoming that part of myself back and going, well, if I can't trust what I think I know about people, if I can't you know, trust that system and control process because it it hasn't given me the desired outcome that I want, then I'm going to trust about being in flow and and doing what feels good for a change and putting myself first. And then it was probably three years after that that fell into human design. And for me, it was like diving into like, you know, one of those 52-layer Italian wedding cakes, you know, that are about six stories high and you know, you, you're barely just kind of scraping the icing off the top and then, oh, there's a little bit of cake and, you know, so you just keep wanting to digging into it and finding it. But it was it really solidified for me that I am extremely gut-driven. I'm very quick on the yes and the no. And if I'm not, then for me it's like a parking lot situation. I'm going to sit it there in a parking lot and just go, I can't give you a a definitive yes or no because I haven't been given that yet but there there are some situations at the moment where I would like oh, I should have said no to that but then you know there's that whole I've made a commitment about honoring the commitment and making the best out of that that for me at the moment with one particular thing I'm doing in business at the moment I made a commitment to it I said yes to it when really possibly should have said no (laughs) yeah well that's really interesting and it sounds to me like you've always had a really strong intuition it's always spoken to you quite loudly you had trust issues around it and then you've started coming back to it and human design has been part of that you've been listening to the body body wisdom kind of confirmed to you through your human design as a sacral being also you have a shit ton of activation in your spleen which is the home of intuition uh, intuition sorry yeah so you know it doesn't it doesn't really surprise me that your intuition speaks to you quite quickly because that is the nature of the splenic intuitive hits and then also it's kind of um combined with your sacral yeah. and 
in terms of I love that actually you've got into a situation now that you are questioning whether it's correct for you or not because Tina that is such fucking good case study work for you you've just proved to yourself that your gut was right in the first place and I always say to people you you reserve the right to change your mind and letting other people down is awful and you know if, I mean it's not awful it feels awful especially for most generator types have got this really weird people pleasing conditioning mm-hmm. and um sometimes it's about pushing that comfort zone enough to be like all right here's a chance for me to step it like actually use my language, use my gentle, loving intention and and create the boundary that I need to. Yeah. Always reserve the right to change your mind. And I always think, you know, the potential for triggering other people is always going to be there. And, you know, we get to decide whether we want to do that or not. I'm not that's not from, you know, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying like, it's quite nice to have that conversation with yourself. Like, am I feeling like that's really time for me to put this to the side for my own highest and best, despite the fact that I know I'm going to disappoint someone else? Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it was like, it was, it was right in the moment uh-huh. or seemed to be right in the moment. But the more I went on with it, I'm like, you know, things keep cropping up that get in the way of me performing this said role that I have said yes to I, I I want to be able to lead people but I don't think that that is for my highest and best that's not I, that that's not the outlet that uh, you really want to be helping and supporting and guiding people through by the sounds of it no no and it's just uh, just not quite the right environment so we will just continue on and I'm just really waiting for that definite mm, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. and then to go and have a conversation and say yes I know I've made a commitment however I also have to honor the commitment to myself yeah and know what's best for me in order to be able to move forward so yeah it's a work in progress my friend yeah, well, ain't that the truth? It's a fucking, <laughs> it's a lifetime journey. And if it was all so simple as just being like, no, nope, I've got boundaries, fuck you. <laughs> like, if it was all so simple, um, I mean, we'd all be, uh, well, my podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> um, or, neither would, or neither would mine. Like, I think yeah. it was, um, I had uh, listened to a Mel Robbins podcast, actually, where she just went, her excuses are bullshit. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. So then I rang my friend and said, right, we're doing this. (laughs) We're getting on Zoom today. Let's get it started. Um, Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you look at at all the reasons why it won't work. You know, there's 5 million podcasts on Spotify. Who's going to listen to mine? And, you know, who gives a shit about what I've got to say? Um, So then you really have to work around your own crap and getting on there every week, like for you, lights you up, turns you on, you know, brings you such joy and happiness to be having conversations with people that you just go, yeah, I need to be doing this. Mm. This is important for me. Yeah. There's always a billion reasons not to do something, but all we really need is the one that, for me, you know, what I've learned through my human design, all I need is the reason, the response that activates my sacral, that gives me that aha, that makes me go, yeah, baby. And then I'm like, yeah, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? 
I truly believe in that. And I don't think, you know, podcasting is one part of that. Every aspect of our business is an opportunity for us to, to express ourselves. And most people that I know in business, most definitely the women I work with in business are soul driven, very mm. high levels of integrity. They want to support their communities, but they also want to feel delicious in their business. And we can do that. We just have to let ourselves do it. And I think that's where, you know, understanding these little intricacies that are so super simple, you know, these little intricacies of our human design are so supportive of that, like so fucking supportive. Oh, liberating, I think. I don't know. I think it just, I think it gives us, it's a permission slip, right? In terms of going, this is who I am. Yes, some changes are going to be made and uh, underway and then people, you know, see you and go, oh, my God, you look amazing. What are you doing? You know, I'm truly being myself. Yes. You know, and that is the one, you know, that is the one thing. I bumped into someone I haven't seen in about 10 years yesterday and she went, oh, my God, you look amazing. What are you doing? And I just said, you know, I'm doing the stuff that makes me happy, you know, and now that my kids are almost sort of fully grown and my my bonus babies are moving into sort of teenagehood that I I do have time to focus on me and know that it's really important to to do that. And I think by us being able to educate other women that we don't have to act like men and or you know like in that wounded masculine space where we've got to act like a complete bitch and we've got to hustle and we've got to grind and we've got to push and we've got to do all the shit we can do what lights us up we can do what makes us feel good so long as we're strategically moving forward I think for all of us that are soul driven and creative we can get a little bit lost in the woo-woo of it all and <laughs> forget to um regularly ground ourselves and put ourselves in a space where what's the next best step well I actually think that's part of the reason why having a coach is so valuable right especially Mm. one especially one that is in alignment with your core values because the coach is there to hold you accountable to to essentially be your not self theme for your business like hey 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 (laughs) where are you putting your energy right now where are you putting your energy right now like is that and yeah you're so right I mean I think we all need that balance between the feminine and masculine and I what I see in myself is that that balance looks different on every day depending on the solar transit through my chart, depending on my hormones, depending on how much sleep I've had. And I try and be really conscious of that. But I do feel that when I, you know, I've got the strategy in place, I set my strategy in place from first thing in the morning, like I get my, (laughs) I get my astrological diary out and I look at the energy based on my gate activations. And then I go, all right, what is my strategy for my business today to achieve X, Y, Z goal for my broader vision? And then I allow myself to flow with my energy with my design to achieve the goal now 
I'm saying that that's in a perfect day. I don't always get it fucking like (laughs) I'm not always so tidy. Let me tell you that much. But, you know, that's the end goal. But I think a big shift for me has been like letting myself just have that flowiness without trying to force myself into a structured box that is designed for someone else. You know, from your perspective and mine, human design is just such a great roadmap or you know it's the book that you always wish that you had have been given a as a parent when you give birth to your children but also you know to have that strategy book for when you know you're in your teens and your 20s and you go what the fuck is my purpose what am I supposed to be mm-hmm. doing you know like if for me if I had have been given that in my late teens and my early 20s I have no idea you know how different my life would be, but I am extremely grateful that I did find it, um, you know, in my mid-40s coming into that, you know, that third period of being a manigen where I get to utilise all the knowledge and the experience and I just get to plonk it in that role model space where I get to help people as best that I can, you know. Yeah, that's the part of your, um, what you're referring to as the third part of your six line profile, hey? Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, you know what, though? I think this is something that we maybe forget is that the journey is really such a vital element of where you end up, right? You wouldn't be the Tina that you are today had you not done all the shenanigans that you did on your way here. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, you you can't replace you can't replace that life experience for anything and I think for all of us whether it be astrology whether it be human design or tarot or any other sort of roadmap that helps illuminate your genius helps you understand how you're designed to operate we all find it at the right time for us. I truly believe that because the number of people that I've met that have been like, oh, yeah, I heard about human design like four years ago, but, you know, it was a bit confusing, didn't really feel like it. And then they come into it and we start coaching together and they're like, fuck, okay, this is what I need right now. I didn't need it four years ago. I need it now. And so, and what has happened in between that space is a lot of, you know, life experience, a lot of wisdom gained, and maybe it just wasn't where the energy needed to be at that time. So, Hmm. yeah, I mean, with your line six profile, that experiential sort of, because you live as a line three for sort of the first half of your life, and that experiential learning is so important. And we get to value that, right? You get to value that experiential learning rather than being like, now, yeah, absolutely. Like you can look back on all the interesting moments of your life if you would like to put it that way and just go oh okay I can see what that was for and yep I understand what that was for because I needed I needed that depth and breadth of knowledge and wisdom in order to be of better service I think what would be your biggest pearl of wisdom to share with anyone that really identifies as being someone that's going through massive change in their life at the moment Remember to breathe, (laughs) like out of everything, just to stop and take five minutes, have a quiet cup of tea, cup of coffee, or if it's the end of the day, have a quiet glass of wine, whatever floats your boat, but take five minutes to go, where were the good bits today, you know, and where were the bits that "Mm, maybe 
I can improve on tomorrow, but it's just taking that five minutes to breathe and assess and not be in that scramble mode. That for me has been the biggest thing is just taking that five minutes for myself. So whether you want to meditate, whether you want to move your body, whether you want to have a cup of tea or have a drink or whatever it happens to be, make time for yourself. Some moments of silence where you can do a quick assess on your day and go, oh, okay, that happened today. Yeah, maybe I could have done that a bit better. Just taking those quiet few moments every day and don't rush through it because you miss the good, you miss the gold if you rush through it. Enjoy the ride, hey? Oh, and screaming in the front seat the whole fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Thanks again for joining Tina and I today. I have no doubt you found her insights into applying your human design to make life feel less sticky, less icky, and a lot more easeful to be super helpful. I think Tina's stories are always such a beautiful reminder to be gentle with yourself and As you put one foot in front of the other each and every day, just never stop keeping your eyes on the prize. You will get there. And when you allow yourself some love and kindness and peace and a lot of ease and flow, welcome a lot of ease and flow into your life each and every day, it just makes the journey so much more enjoyable. You can find Tina on Instagram at Dharmas & Co. I'll link that in the show notes. And if you haven't already and you are ready to start your human design journey, don't forget to download your human design chart from the show notes as well. If you like what you heard today, why not share, like, maybe even leave a review. It really helps people find the podcast and that just makes me so happy. Until next week, take care, keep milking the shit out of life and I'll catch you in the next episode.